This is Word for the Week, exploring a balanced view of Scripture for the wholeness of life, for wisdom, understanding, and growth. Welcome to Word for the Week, where we explore one word each week from God's point of view. But before we get to our word for the week, we have our song for the week. It's a praise song that we loved so much that we tried our own version of it. So uh, we're going to go into that. But before we even do that, what do you get to say about the song? Well, it's written by um, Keith Getty and Stuart Townsend. And this is what the Gettys had to say. In my heart is filled with thankfulness. We give thanks to God for spiritual blessings, past, present, and future what Christ has done for us for forgiveness and new life, which only he could bring by coming here to earth and suffering for us, how he walks beside us each day, and having lived, breathed, and walked here on earth, how he promises to be with us whatever our future holds. Hmm. That's kind of interesting. Do you have down there how old this song is? Which I should say, (laughs) the name of the song is My Heart is Filled with Thankfulness. Uh, reason I ask, it sounds like it's like a, a kind of an old classic. It does, it, and I thought it was older than it is, but both uh, Getty and Townsend aren't that old. So. Okay, so it's one of those made to sound like it. Yes. But it, they did a good job, and <laughs> well, hopefully people will like a, the job we did too. So here we go. My heart is filled yeah. with thankfulness. Oh 
for this week's uh, word, which is creative. Mm. And that is the word. I'm not saying we're being, cre- I'm saying the word is, quote, creative. Creative. And our approach is a little different this week, isn't it? Uh, it certainly is. As a matter of fact, instead of just defining the word, what we're doing is giving a, an example through an interview that we've already done. Ooh, that sounds interesting. So what's this interview? Well, uh, I interviewed a rather unique team, um, who published a very creative Christmas story for children, and uh, it's entitled Through the Eyes of a Donkey. Ah, that sounds very interesting. And what's unique about this team? Well, you know what? I think I'm going to let them speak for themselves as we watch the interview, but I think you'll see what I mean. And uh, this will actually involve uh, them giving their own take on the word creative themselves. That being said, we scanned several dictionaries. Many, many. And came up with this definition for creative. Marked by the ability, power, or impulse to create, resulting from originality of thought, expression, or imagination. Creative, especially in the arts, recognizing possibilities in solving problems or in communicating others. So uh, let me put you on the spot here, Kath, as as we uh, uh, take a look at some of the other stuff we have written here. Um, That's a general or a secular definition of of creative. How about in 30 seconds or less giving me a a God view of the word creative? Well, how about this? I mean, the very first words in the Bible are, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1. So the very first trait of God, we're, we're told that he is creative. Mm-hmm. And the traits of God are important to us because within a few lines we're told in Genesis one twenty seven. so God created man in his own image, mm-hmm. in the image of God, who he created him. Male and female, he created them. Mm-hmm. The original Hebrew word, now I did look this one up, uh, for image means we're made to resemble or even be a representative of God's traits. Human beings are wired to be creative. I know I am. And the ultimate expression of our creativity would be to represent God with that creativity. Yeah, it makes sense that we God is creative. That I find that fascinating. The very first uh, virtue or trait we're yeah. told of God is... He is creative. Right in the, the beginning, <laughs> God created. <laughs> yeah. Not very long. It says we're made in his image. And like you said, um, that's really interesting words to be 
to resemble, okay, but to be a representative. Mm. That's, uh, that's, that's kind a, of a powerful word. People think word. creative. Oh, I'm not creative. We all be a representative. Well, and it's what we do with that capacity, isn't right. it? Is that right. if, if we are a representative of the creative being, then the ultimate expression, just even by logic, has to be how you best represent uh, right. God, right. the, the uh, father of all creation. Right. So we'll see how these uh, ladies did. And nice job, by the way, as a, a kind of a nutshell version. There's a sermon in 30 seconds. Might have been a little more. Well, I don't know. You were pretty close. <laughs> But in this interview, we have an author and we have an illustrator. And uh, and obviously, it's a book for children, so it's illustrated through the eyes of a donkey or uh, through the eyes of a donkey. And we see um, how they express God through this book. So let's take a look at it. Yeah. There was a saying at the Blessings Farm in rural Indiana that everything is better in the barn. This was especially true in the Christmas season. Everything became alive with the Christmas spirit, even the animals. So I am sitting here with the creators of a wonderful Christmas story. And how about I just get you guys to introduce yourselves, if you will. I'm Kitsy Palace, and I'm the author of the Christmas story. And I live here on Blessings Farm outside of Coatesville, Indiana. And I, this is my family farm, and so it's been the family for 128 years. Uh, my name is Elise Kendall. I was born in Kentucky, and I live here in Greencastle now. Uh, I'm an eighth grader at South Putnam, and this is my first illustrated book. Kitsy, how about, since you are the author of the book, can you tell us the title, of, uh, a basic summary of what you've uh, done with this, this particular book? Well, it's called Through the Eyes of a Donkey, and I've written a few books, and I usually start out with the title first. I don't know why, and then I build a story around the title. And uh, so, uh, as you can tell, when you see the cover of the book, the eyes are a very important part of George the Donkey, because he's telling the Christmas story to his offspring, Cletus and Clyde, and these are donkeys that I actually have on the farm. They're part of the Blessings Farm family. Georgette is a mama, and we have George and Cletus and Clyde. And he's telling the Christmas story to Cletus and Clyde of what it was like to be the one to be chosen by the angel to carry Mary to Bethlehem. Elise, tell us a little bit about your part in doing this book. Uh, so I illustrated this book. My grandmother knew Kitsy, and that's how we met. And anyhow, it was just, I thought it'd be a really cool opportunity to try something new like this. And so, you know, I kind of just jumped at the idea of being able to illustrate a book. Okay, and as we were talking here, uh, one of the cool things about you is you are a, a fearless 13-year-old. It looks like you'll take on any challenge. So just, just in the sake of background, what are some other things that you, you've taken the challenge on that you like to do in, in life? Uh, I mean, I like swimming competitively. Uh, I do 4-H in the summer. Uh, I do drawing in 4-H and also poultry. I raise chickens. Um, and really not much other than that, other than school, but. Did you have a method you use, or, or what were the challenges for you to illustrate and bring to life something that was from someone else's imagination? I mean, it was definitely difficult, but I feel like, you know, me and Kitsy kind of understood each other, so like I knew in some way like what her 
envisionment was of the book, and so, you know, it was kind of easy to bring that to life on paper. I mean, like, I came to the farm, so I was able to see the donkeys and just kind of, you know, study them and understand them in a way so that I could, you know, draw their, you know, likeness on paper. How many hours would you say you put in in putting together the illustrations? Uh, I don't know, probably half an hour per illustration, Okay. I'd say at most. And how many illustrations do we have in the book? 33. 33. 33. Yeah. 33. So that's some fairly serious man hours and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, doing that. Just backing up a little bit, um, Kitsy, can you tell us how you and Elise kind of met and even the bit of the relationships that uh, might seem like happenstance, but how this all came about that uh, you and Elise came together in this project? Well, I was at exercise class, and I have um, Lisa's grandmother is in my exercise class, and I had, I knew she had been, um, she had known Holly, my other illustrator, and Holly had been married to uh, Elise's uncle when I wrote the lawnmower stories, because I was looking for an illustrator at that time to do lawnmowers. Lawnmowers are not that easy to uh, capture as characters in lawnmowers, and Holly was able to do that. And when I was going to do the Christmas story, she said she just didn't have time to do it because she was involved in moving and different things in her life was happening. And um, so I was talking to uh, Lisa's grandmother to exercise, and she said, and I was showing her uh, the rough draft of the book, and she said, I think my granddaughter, Elise, might be able to do that. She loves to draw animals. And um, so I said, well, let's give it a try. Why didn't you have Elise come to the farm? And with her mother, and we sat here at the kitchen table, and we went out to see George the donkey and took some pictures of the donkeys, and I said, let's give it a go. Uh, what did you think when you were first approached about doing this project? Um, I mean, it was definitely, like, unexpected to all of a sudden, you know, have the opportunity to become an illustrator. Right. But, you know, I definitely jumped at the opportunity because it was something really excited that I wanted to try out. Let me ask this question. We'll start with you, Kitsy, and then, then Elise's. What do you hope people will take away from this book? Now, understanding that you have written a number of them, but what do you hope they take away from this book? Well, it is the Christmas story. It's about the birth of Jesus, which is a the story has been told over and over. I mean, I don't know if people are as familiar with it as they were maybe 50 years ago, but uh, mm-hmm. it's a story that's been told. So I wanted to sort of give it a, um, a fresh approach and, and have a, maybe a different way of looking at the story as far as how difficult the journey was from going into Bethlehem mm-hmm. to be on a donkey pregnant and the dangers and how... Um, these characters, Joseph and Mary, how faithful and obedient they were. And then to just uh, give the kids uh, a new way of looking about the birth and um, through the eyes of a donkey, because kids are usually uh, enthralled with animals. And so I thought it was just another way of getting kids maybe drawn into the story of the birth of Christ and showing who Jesus really is. That just wasn't this baby born in, in a manger, but this was God himself coming to earth. Okay. How about you, Elise? Uh, I just hope that, you know, people will use this new take on the story to just, like, understand, you know, the Christmas story better in today's time and appreciate it more in younger people especially. We know that uh, we've already been giving away Elise's age as 13, and we know that you're, you're a 
bit older than 13. Slightly. <laughs> Slightly older than 13. So you have somebody who's in um, a whole later season of life and somebody just starting out is just, what do you, and it's one of the most unique things about this book is uh, that it, it, it covers almost all of life. You have somebody starting out and, and somebody from much further in. Um, do you, uh, what would you tell people from, from that type of thing? Well, I don't think I would tell them it's never too old to get started and it's never too young to get started. Uh, a lot of times we think, oh, we're a certain age where we can't do anything or we just kind of give up and age really has nothing to do with it. And sometimes it's just the willingness and, and having the heart to do something and nothing, not really thinking about how old you are and even how young you are. Sometimes it's kind of terrifying for a young person um, to go out and try something new because they're afraid they'll fail. And I think it's a good combination. I've enjoyed having this contact with a younger person. I think it's good for me to keep me younger and keep me knowing a little bit of what's happening with the younger people. So I think it's a good working combination. Have you taken anything away from that, learned any lessons? I mean, it is like, you know, I've learned a lesson. Like, obviously, you know, it is nice to have, like, new perspectives, you know, through our ages. And I think we really complement each other. And so it was really nice to work together and just, you know, have different perspectives. Did any particular element stick out and say, wow, I don't, you know, I see things a little differently. It's interesting to, to get that take on things. Was there anything like that in dealing with Getsy? Or? Uh, I guess just like her wisdom and like the way that she thinks about things mm -hmm. and how she turned, you know, her farm and her family story into this amazing book. I think I was just amazed as somebody as young as she is that she had the discipline and the motivation and the talent to do it. Uh, we, it just seemed to click because of 33 illustrations, I only sent one illustration back. So I think that's pretty amazing. So for her being a first-time illustrator and my being the author, that we clicked that well, that whatever. And I, I felt like I wanted to give her freedom um, to do kind of what she really wanted to do, how she saw it. I just didn't want to dictate everything because I just wanted her to have the creativity. And I want, I respected her work, so I uh, let her have free reign. So as creative artists yourself, creative people yourself, how would you define creativity? I think I would define creativity as taking something and changing its purpose or making it look different or doing something different with it, or it could just be your time. Uh, you get creative with your time and you do something different than you've been normally doing. It's taking a chance, it's been uh, exploring new ideas. Um, it can be very simple, it doesn't always have to be art work and um, that kind of creativity. Mm. And I would say it's like seeing something in a unique way and being able to change that thing in a way that other people can enjoy it and just benefit from it. If people are watching this little webcast podcast, uh, what would you hope they take away, not just from your book, but uh, in what you're trying to share even now about it? Any, any kind of like final words? Well, I think I would hope that they take away to try some creativity themselves and to look at new ways of doing things and, and uh, 
finding new ways to be creative, not always just thinking of, I have to be an artist or I have to be a builder or, or that kind of thing. You can, um, there's many ways you can be creative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess just, you know, no matter your age, if you want to do something and you're confident in yourself, you know, you should do that thing, try something new and, you know, something great might come of it. What's the, uh, for both of you, what's the next big thing uh, that you're looking forward to? In doing, I guess. I think I'd like to finish uh, my other um, lawnmower series books, and I have a couple more books on. I have a goat story that I would like to finish, so that's kind of where I would be looking forward to trying to finish what writings I've started. And and just to to uh, fill in on that, as far as when you say lawnmower stories, you're not talking about writing manuals. You're talking about lawnmowers that you've turned into characters and they've they come to life in a people kind of way it's a way i gotten creative with lawnmowers yes so you can be creative with a lawnmower <laughs> yeah well then you can that just goes to show how far it goes <laughs> how about you elise uh, i would like to you know keep illustrating with kitsy and maybe do some other artwork jobs and stuff throughout high school and hopefully graduate and go to college to major in ecology. Oh, thank you, ladies, and oh, Kitsy, we forgot to say this is extremely practical. Here we've talked about this wonderful book and didn't tell people how they might uh, be able to pick one up. What can you tell us about that? I have a website called kitsiesbooks.com, so you can get on my website and order a book through Shopify, or if you're out by the coastal area, you can stop by Blessings Farm and see George the Donkey and get a signed book. So come and visit you here or visit your website and uh, pick up uh, a copy for yourself. Okay, this is, I, I'm sticking to my promise. That was the final question. And once again, thanks a lot, ladies. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, Kath, that was uh, our interview. Now, you were busy that day. I had to go off and kind of um, carry on myself. Uh, too bad. I think you would have done a better job. But I did have fun. So, yeah. you, kind of the first time you get to see some of this. So, um, any impressions you had from... It was, it was, it was cute. Uh, Elise. She's, Elise, yeah. Um, quite mature for her age. That's quite yes. an undertaking for somebody her age. Right. And, and then even Kitsy, of course, I know Kitsy, and um, just there, she's at the other end of the spectrum for her to be writing, you know, finding this new career, you know, yeah. at, at this time in her life is, is really cool. cool. So they're both on both ends, you know, um, taking up something new and, and, uh, I think that's that's how God works, you know. Yeah, well, it's like you say on on kind of both sides of life is that this is a book of uh, kind of created by not one but two generations. Um, I do. I'm a fan of a lot of what Kitsy does simply because she takes the wisdom of someone who has lived years and somehow encapsulates it into a children's story. Uh, another thing is, is everything she has in her stories somehow ties into her real life. Yeah, and so for right. somebody to be able to take their real life and turn it into something so magical, that's yeah. uh, that's really something. I it's, mean, her donkey family is 
they're they are yeah. family. <laughs> as as a matter of fact, uh, on the nineteenth, there's a book reading and everything. Yeah. December nineteenth, there's a book reading and everything over at Blessings Farms, uh, Blessings Farm rather, where uh, that's Kitsy's farm. But uh, it's so real that you can have uh, your picture taken with the main character of the story. So yeah. that's uh, that's kind of real and magical at the same time. Creative, no question. Yeah, that's really neat. And next week, we're going to look at another venue of creativity, and that is going to be music, um, particularly music dedicated to the Lord. Yeah, so it'll be a whole lot more music next week. Kind of looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, uh, this was your genius in this, because being in the Christmas season, it was a great time to uh, consider doing that. So all you creative people out there... And, <laughs> Everybody's creative to some degree. That's right. Is uh, live up to the image you've been given. So, till next week, creative's the word. Yep. See ya.